Welcome to the North Hills Church Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. My name is Ryan Ferguson, and I'm one of the pastors at North Hills Church. And on this episode, um, we're going to focus on scripture memory, and I'm pretty excited about the way that we're going to do that. I'm joined by two great friends of mine, and we're actually recording this episode in anticipation of what we're calling 135. One night, three actors and five books, where the three of us are going to quote the five books of the Bible that we've memorized back to back for about three hours, and we've invited um, North Hills Church to come and see that. It's kind of a mimic out of the book of Nehemiah that we've been studying, where they read the law for a quarter of the day. Um, So we're pretty excited about God's Word on our own, and we just want to invite you into a conversation about the value, the power, the experience, um, and even the way in which we've memorized scripture and hope it serves you. Uh, So the best thing we can do to make that happen is for me to introduce these ladies that are with me today and let you hear a little bit about them. So I am really thankful to be joined by Kareen Dyer and Janice Robinson. And why don't we just take a moment and uh, for our listeners um, tell them a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, what's been what's been going on in life, how um, you've come to this point of memorizing scripture. You know, is there anything in your background that got you to this point? And then we'll talk specifically about memorizing. So, who wants to go first? All right, I'll start. My name is Janice Robinson. I am married to Ross Robinson. We've been going to North Hills over 20 years, I think maybe even over 25 years. Ross was one of the first of the two pastors here at the church. So uh, we own our own business, Bold Move International, in which I'm a public speaking consultant. I actually trained in that public speaking as my undergrad, then I wanted for a master's in drama and rhetoric, and I've continued in that field today and absolutely love everything about storytelling and public speaking and training others to do that. Awesome. And I'm Corrine Dyer, and I've been at North Hills. Um, I think I've been here longer than either of you guys. Uh, Well, interesting little fact, just so you guys know, I'm actually at North Hills because Corrine invited me to come to North Hills um, and perform a, a sketch during one of the services many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. So you've definitely been here longer than me. See, it, it was to play the voice of God, and that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're yes, getting actually. ready to do the voice of the God. The Lord's Prayer. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, so I actually grew up with the Hubbards. Uh, I had my 13th birthday party at Peter Hubbard's house. Does Ooh. that tell you anything? Yes. Nice. So um, I, we came to North Hills shortly after we got married, and we've been married for about 28 years. So almost maybe nine months after the church started. So I've been here a really long time and watched a lot of the ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. with the church and very interesting and loved getting to know Ross and Janice that way and then bringing Ryan and Rebecca in and just that's just been a really great thing. Um, I'm a wife and mom. I'm married to Andy Dyer and uh, we have three children, Quinn, Keeley, and Ashton. So two of them are in college and Ashton is a junior at Eastside High School and um, I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom, but I feel like I wear a lot of hats doing other volunteer things. My husband calls me... just I, I'm an unpaid volunteer to do I just do a lot of different things one of the things I do get a little bit of payment for is uh, I'm a florist with my daughter Quinn so we own pocket full of posies florals and uh, that's been a fun little venture but I've got a couple degrees in theater and love uh, 
performance and directing especially. And I've gotten the chance to direct Ryan in a few things. And he and I have been some great scene partners in some things. And Janice, I was in a show that she did. So it's been really fun to work with you guys uh, using the the medium of theater to um, for God's glory. So that's been really neat. Yeah. And I'll interject that I actually taught Ryan Ferguson public speaking. So I <gasps> take credit oh, for oh. everything he is. Oh, that's <laughs> true. So will you be evaluating yeah. how he does today? Absolutely. We, we, we have a, a, a long history, uh, all three of us here <laughs> oh, yes. going back. Um, so as you can hear, uh, for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, one part of my background that hasn't come up before is um, I'm a pastor, but I did not uh, go the seminary route. Um, I was trained to be a pastor by this church. My background is in theater, um, graduated in theater, um, acted professionally, did some, I ran the Fine Arts Center at Anderson University, um, doing directing and design and acting there for about eight years before I was on staff here. So the through line of us and our background is public speaking, speech, mm-hmm. theater. Um, and I think our hope is to, as we've looking forward to this event, 135, um, has been delivering God's word to people using some of those gifts. But in order to be able to do that, you have to get it in your brain. So while we have that background of speech and theater, I don't, we're no, by no means, that's not what this is about but how we can get scripture into our brains to deliver it to ourselves mm-hmm. and others is where we want to head. So I'd love to hear your thoughts just in general on why should we memorize scripture? Like the, the why behind it. Um, if someone comes up to you, they know you've memorized a book, not even why should I memorize a book, but why should I memorize it? What, what would you guys say? I, I would say it's our lifeblood mm-hmm. because, um, I mean, it is living and it is powerful in the moment. And when trials come, because they will come, when they come, it is it our hope. It is what we cling to. It is, um, it's in those moments um, when, when we need it the most. I feel like God brings those scriptures mm-hmm. to my memory that I memorized so many years ago, even when as a kid. And I think, wow, it's truly hide God's word in your heart that we might not sin against him or that we can be encouraged by him and, and, and find life and healing through it. Um, and I know that that's a very simple thing, but it has, it has helped me mm-hmm. so much in my life just to all of a sudden God brings that to, back to my mind. And it's just been such an encouragement to me. Uh, and I, I echo those words. And I like to call it layering. Like throughout all of your day, things happen. Mm-hmm. And so when you memorize scripture and you actually think about it or the Holy Spirit prompts you, it actually brings it to the top layer of what's happening oh, in your good. day. Huh. So, that, so that suddenly, oh, here's something that I have to respond to. And then scripture is right there right there to guide you. And we're told that, that the word of God is like a lamp for our feet. It's a guide for us. And it Mm -hmm. truly is that because it is alive. Unlike any other piece of literature, it is God's word to man and he inhabits it in our lives. Mm -hmm. The the phrase I've used before is, it is the only supernatural document in history. Oh, Hmm. absolutely. Um, It's interesting that you guys, you guys both quoted from Psalm 119 and telling us Mm -hmm. why to value God's word, which is this great epic poem, very stylized poem about the value of God's word. I think both of you also highlighted, um, I loved the idea of preparation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm memorizing in preparation to get it to my top layer, whatever Mm -hmm. hits me today. 
and Kareen, I think your, your point about, um, suffering is unbelievably valuable. Mm. When, when you hit trial or suffering or difficulty or COVID, for instance, and you don't have any fuel in your heart to tell yourself the Mm -hmm. truth, you're in the middle of the ocean without a life raft, Mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Um, And, And another favorite thing of mine is actually praying scripture. Absolutely. So when I have scripture in my heart, I can actually pray it over people or mm-hmm. into people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, and then I don't have to make up words. I actually use God's word yep. for that person, my desire for that person or for that situation. Which would be a whole other great episode, praying scripture for people. Absolutely. I also love, yeah, I also love how one scripture can apply to so many different times in my life and areas in my life. So I, I might use, or God might bring one passage of scripture to my memory during a very, a huge crisis. And yet at the same time, um, when I am just in, in despair and it might be that same passage. And I loved your, your image of layers because that also applies to scripture. I feel like, um, and how it can, um, one aspect of that verse can apply in one situation and another in another situation, and it still be so precious to us. Hmm. And I, I, I just love that. So I, I'll kind of wrap up the the why here with just a couple of thoughts. I, I, I and I, I wish we had time to spend time on all these passages. I'm just going to throw some at you, those of you who are listening, and invite you to look at them on your own. Psalm uh, 19, hmm. uh, Psalm 119, Colossians 3:16, Deuteronomy 11:18. Uh, Psalm 1, all talk about God's word. So there's this through line from Old Testament to new about valuing God's word, Mm -hmm. his words even. Um, And so Psalm 19 is a great one to me. These two images of God's word being gold and honey. Mm -hmm. If you had a handful of gold, what would you do with it? And if you lived in a world where the only sweetener that existed was honey, what would you do with it? You would value it. You would Mm -hmm. eat it. You would save it. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, when it comes to um, memorizing, let, let's kind of take a step into the experience we've done of memorizing a book. Um, what prompted you to do that? So can we get that into kind of like soundbite answers? What prompted yes. you to do so, uh, Esther? Uh, Janice memorized Esther. So yes. what prompted that? So years and years and years ago, I saw a gentleman, Kevin Priest, perform the book of Daniel on stage stage for a graduate uh, project and it was the first time I'd actually seen an entire book and I literally felt the hand of God move over the stage it was the sovereignty of God so real to me and I said I'm going to do that one day so then it was in 1996 when we came to North Hills and I fell in love with the people and I wanted to give them something I wanted to do something for them and and God brought to my mind give them a book of the Bible you can't sing, so give them a book. Do awesome. what you can do. Use your gifting. And I went to the elders and I said, I would love to perform the book of Esther. And could I do that for the church as a gift to them for what you've meant to me? And they said, sure. So, Great. Kareen? Oh, well, mine is based on uh, what Janice did because I had actually seen uh, Daniel. And prior to that, I had seen the book of Luke performed by a Broadway actor, uh, which was phenomenal. Um, so I kind of had that in the back of my mind. But then I was at a ladies retreat for our church where Janice was teaching from Esther. And she mentioned this story. And you know, when that moment when the speaker seems to be looking directly at you, when she said, you know, there are only two books of the Bible to choose 
from a female perspective, one was about kings and queens and the other was about, you know, ordinary people. And um, she said, so I chose the one about kings and queens. And she kind of was, I felt like she was looking in my direction because <laughs> I looked right back at her and I was like, and I'm going to do Ruth like that. <laughs> and your wife was sitting next to me and she leaned over to me. She goes, hey, Corinne, guess what? Our church is going to be doing Ruth in the book of De- in, in the month of December. And I was like, oh. Uh-oh. So I, I'm not sure I paid attention to the rest of what you said, Denise. I'm really sorry, but I, I think I was texting people going, are we really doing Ruth? Can I do Ruth? Oh my goodness. And, and that's how Ruth came about. So That's awesome. So m- mine, mine began, um, I went to a conference um, uh, called Christians and Theater Arts. Um, there was a gentleman who taught on a certain style of theater that I really liked, and he quoted from the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I, it, it just kind of took over my brain. So I started with that book, was the first one I memorized. And it was um, really more about this challenge of getting this word that is so modern mm-hmm. from the Bible out to God's people. So um, it's interesting that in all of us, there was part of that for ourselves and a gift to give away. Like we were affected by something and then we wanted to give it away. I'm curious, can you put into words the net effect of memorizing a book for for people to hear? Like, Lord willing, a lot of people have memorized scripture, maybe a a psalm or passages, but, but what's been the net effect of doing a book? So for Esther, many people will find this in a Bible reading plan through the year. So it's chopped up three chapters or perhaps two different sections. So the effect of doing an entire book is you see the story played out in its entirety from start to finish. And so there are no breaks. You don't lose the momentum of what's actually happening in this particular story. And what's that effect on you, having that, having that whole story in you, having that whole book? So it, it's alive. It just comes alive. And I have the opportunity to tell people the story. I've actually performed this for the Jewish synagogue in our community, mm-hmm. and they were just staring at me because it's part of a festival for them, but they were staring at me. I've actually performed it for people who don't even know the story, and so they're hanging on every word waiting to get to the end, when often we read the book of Esther, and I'm sure your books too, knowing the end, so the mm-hmm. impact isn't there. Mm-hmm. So I love to bring it to life. These were real people at a time and place in history that God used, and he will use you in the same way. Same faithful God. Queen, what about you? I I look at Ruth the same way, because it is a story, and these are real people. Sometimes I think we read these things, and we look at it as they are the miraculous, but we forget that these are real people having real emotions and living this in the moment. I mean, for Ruth, in the first chapter, the first five verses, it talks about a a 12 year span of famine and um, death and loss. And, and we read that really, really fast, you know, whether it's, you know, okay, let's get our Bible reading in or whatever. And we don't comprehend all the things that happened, you know, uh, the, the tragedy that the response to that, because Naomi changes her name from pleasant to bitter because of everything that she went through. 
But um, I think reading it all in its entirety, we get to see the whole story. Um, it often plays like a movie in my head, even. And and hopefully, that's we a get, great image for people, right? And and I think that we can mm-hmm. enter into the story and and recognize, and especially when they see it performed live, they hopefully will see that these are real people, real characters with real emotions, and and maybe it encourages them to read scripture that way because oftentimes we read it mm-hmm. in a perfunctory manner, just okay, these Black are words, right? Instead of looking at it like no, like, like think about what they're actually saying here and think about what they're doing. And there is a corresponding, um, emotion and posture and gesture and feeling that goes along Mm. with it. Um, so reading it in its entirety, I mean, like Janice said, we get the benefit of seeing the end result, but Naomi and Ruth, they didn't know the end result. Uh, They didn't know what God was going to do. When I, when I have a, the whole book, I, I, I like to use the phrase that, um, in that moment, it's, it's, I have everything God wanted to say about that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, for me, whether it's Hebrews or second Timothy or whatever, like those moments, I'm like, God wanted to say a very specific thing. And I have all of those words. Um, so I think the through line for all of us that, that we want people to hear, whether it's memorizing, which we're going to talk more about actually doing it or reading God's word is there is value in having the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been around North Hills, hopefully you've even noticed that in preaching. We, we don't want to just grab a verse here and then grab a verse mm-hmm. here. We want you to know the whole story and how each moment fits into that, that story. So, Can I interject something there too? So I have two different books. I've got Ruth, which is a story, and then Colossians, which is a letter. And the, the contrast there, in fact, the reason... I ended up memorizing Colossians is I didn't really understand it and I wanted to understand the whole thing. And I think that the, the benefit to memorizing the whole picture is you get to see the, the logic, the progression, mm-hmm. like what you said, what God has to say in that moment, but you get to see the whole flow. It's like interrupting somebody like I just did with you, but it's like interrupting somebody in the middle of their thought and not allowing them to finish it. So you get, Oh, that's what they meant. Or they're referring back to something else earlier. Yeah in the book. So it's, it's very interesting to, to read, um, the parts of scripture that aren't story. It's all God's story, but you know what I mean? That right. aren't like a dialogue. Yeah. Um, it's just the style of literature. Exactly. Is yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's kind of take a, even a, a deeper step here and go into how, because I know that's a burden on all of us in a good way. Like we want people to receive these books, but, but how do they do it? So I'm sure at some point you guys, when you've done a book in front of people, have had somebody ask you these types of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I do that? What, what are your answers or helps to memorize? So for the book of Esther, the first thing I did is I typed it as a story. Mm -hmm. I took out all the chapters, I took out all the verses, and I made them into paragraphs. I do that too. Exactly, because it is a story. And the chapters and the verses help us categorize where it is or how we can find it. But often that very break in the scriptures help us read it choppily. Is that a word? Choppily? Sure. We'll <laughs> make up a word. Yeah. So <laughs> by taking all of that out, I now had a flow. I knew, now know where it starts and where it's going. Can I put one thought yes. here too? And that's the way everybody reads everything today. Mm-hmm. An email, a text, 
the newspaper, a book they're reading, whatever it is, it's in that style. So we all three, I think that's a helpful hint. If you're Mm going to try to memorize even a larger section, four or five verses, get it into a format that you read every day, paragraph form. Yes, Yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that was the first thing I had to do. And so for me, people say, well, you know, in chapter so-and-so, and I'll say, for me, it's 21 pages of script. It's the same thing. I that's on no page idea. 10 for me. You know? That's <laughs> yes. what it is. Yes. Or on and this part of the page right here. I don't know what the it. verse is. And then I, I mark it. I'm, just as I were marking a script for a theater, I mark that script. Mm-hmm. So pause, slow down, color. I have pictures. I do a lot of memory by pictures in my head mm-hmm. to remember. Uh, things. So my host script, you would look at it and think this is a crazy woman writing the notes in it, but it actually helps me to remember mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, uh, I, w- I want to hear from Karine. I'm just going to make one comment here. Janice has found something that works for her. She's aware enough that uh, images help me memorize. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some of you, that might be a help. Karine, what about you? How do, you? how do you get it into your head? Well, I had two different strategies because I had two different styles of literature in, in scripture. So I did the same thing as Janice, and I'm just laughing because it's true. People come up to you and say, oh, that one part is great, and I love it. And I was like, what verse is that again? I don't know what verse that is. <laughs> right, I do. But that's where I am over here on stage. So for me, some of it is location, even, as I'm, as I'm walking around, um, knowing that over here is Bethlehem, over here is... Um, whatever the the threshing floor whatever it may be so that was Ruth um and I did uh, followed almost the same thing I did so you actually use as you memorize space in front of you where you stand like even walking in your living room I'm going to make this a place so I remember the verses that are happening here that's exactly right for Colossians there's a lot of pronouns there's a lot of conjunctions and there's a lot of prepositions in there and you know he did this and this and then through him and by him and for him and that got a little confusing to me so for me it was gestures Mm -hmm. it was okay so this is through him and and for him and where is he in these locations and so um and that actually helped me there's actually a little poem in uh, the first chapter of Colossians describing who Jesus is and and I literally have to go okay he's here and he's here and he's doing this and whatever and that helps me and you'll probably end up seeing that in the performance because I still have to to this day do that to understand and then I go oh that's what God meant when he wrote that because it like just those little gestures helped um my thoughts be organized correctly according to what scripture said, but also to understand it. And then, um, and then that helped me to memorize it as well. So it's the, the gestures and the understanding helped me to memorize it. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. And so I would describe that you you have visual Mm -hmm. memorizing with Janice and I'm sure other techniques, yours in both are very kinesthetic or movement body oriented. And so uh, again, listeners, you're a different person than Mm -hmm. us steal whatever works for you. If you, if you learn by seeing, if you learn by hearing, if you learn by doing, take that into the world of memorizing scripture. Um, for me, I, I break it down very similar ways that you guys did. I use some of those techniques, but, um, my system is pretty structured. I memorize a paragraph at a time and then I add a paragraph and then I do both of those Mm. and I do that until it's done. And it's just repetition over and over. I work out loud I can't memorize in my head. I have to work out loud. So you can add to this list of learning auditory. I have to hear myself saying it in order to be able to remember it later. Um, 
so that's one of my styles uh, of learning and getting it into my brain. Can I add something to that? So another way that I ended up memorizing Colossians is I would listen to it on the, the app. Like an audio Bible. Right. Like I I think I just use the ESV app and, um, I don't know. I, I, I would read through it sometimes, but sometimes I just wouldn't have time. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna listen to it. I like this guy's voice. And so I would find myself as he would, as I listened to it over and over again, that he would get to a certain part and I would say those words out loud because I knew they were coming. And I thought, Oh wait, I'm starting to memorize this a little bit. So that repetition that sometimes those, those apps that we have can really be helpful to us in memorizing scripture. And, and I really want to encourage our people to say, don't put pressure on yourself. Oh, right. Take time. Here's a great, great little saying. Practice slow, forget slow. So when you practice it slowly over and over again, rather than fast, 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 cram it in your head, mm-hmm. then you'll forget it slowly. You know, that's... That's beautiful. I'll, I'll throw in something here um, in a piece as we kind of wrap up this how. And, and there are lots of you know, other techniques, but I'll throw a couple of things that I've thought of over the years. Our, our brains actually aren't computers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much harder to memorize a string of numbers than it is a story. Mm-hmm. And in a way, every part of the Bible is a story and we can tell stories. Everyone can tell a story. Um, you can describe events that happen. So I, I, I would just invite people to try to make sure you understand what the author is saying in order to memorize. Mm -hmm. So you have a step before you start working is what is this book actually saying, which will just involve um, studying. It's hard to memorize words. You don't know what they mean when you don't know what they mean. Um, And then I'd love to encourage people. We're talking about whole books here. I, I think it's really important that, that when you think of memorizing that you don't believe we have great memories Please, we don't. don't think that. <laughs> we don't. You know, that, that's not, that's, I, I think there are people who are gifted. I forget the technical term for it, you know, with photographic memory. That is, n- none of us are that. Um, some people ask, they, they think there are tricks and, and there are techniques, but but in the end, I, I think it's kind of us to be honest and say, it's just a lot of work. How, how long yes. did it take you to do Esther? Uh, it took a year. I asked the elders for a year because I didn't know. I had no idea how long it would take me. How long did it take to do Ruth? Ruth was a little faster. I did it in three months, I think. But it's only four chapters, so it's a lot shorter than your books. Hebrews took me 10 months. The first uh, seven months was about an hour a day. The last three was Mm -hmm. sometimes an hour and a half a day. So I... And we don't say that in an exalting way, but I, but I, mm-hmm. I, there is work to, even if you just want to memorize, you know, um, Psalm chapter one, the intro to the Psalter, mm-hmm. it's going to take you a little bit of time and work mm-hmm. and, and repetition. Were you going to add something? I was you? just going to add two things really quickly. One was, uh, for those of you that are busy, especially busy moms at the time mm-hmm. when I memorized Ruth, I still had all three of my kids in the car before they were old enough to drive. And so I, whoever sat in the front seat knew that they got the text and they had to follow along while mom tried to memorize it and they would, and 
all three of my kids ended up memorizing portions of it. In fact, to this day, if I start to say, you know, in the days, and they'll say, when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So they started to memorize it because they were a part of it. And there's a way to include children in that as well, especially children that can read. Um, The second thing is the very first passage of scripture I ever remember memorizing was when I was in fourth grade and I did it so that um, it was um, Isaiah 53. And I still remember parts of it to this day because of what you just said about um, memorize slowly and forget slowly. Mm -hmm. But I did it um, just because there was a contest at my school. And and that's another way to involve children, like give them incentives, fun incentives to memorize scripture. And you never know um, how much root it will take in their hearts so that they can have it for the future. God always brings that back. His word is not void. It always returns with, with his grace and his goodness and his kindness to us. So and, and part of the memory work is, as Ryan said, is the research work, mm-hmm. is actually digging into what does that mean? What does that passage mean? And mm-hmm. especially for me, because Esther is a historical book. So I actually was reading historically what was happening at the time with the Persians. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating to put the two of those together. And that actually helps the memory. When, For instance, there are three different letters in the book of Esther. Well, the Persians were the ones who invented the Pony Express, let's say. So that's very significant that the book has letters in it. And when I started reading, it was like, oh, now I know what was going on. And those are little coat hooks that you can hang your memory on to keep remembering the book. It it was also helpful for um, when I did Ruth, we were going through the book of Ruth and it made it come alive. Even all three of my kids said, oh my goodness, mom, like that was the sermon series they remember more than anything else because they were hiding God's word in their heart. I would even encourage people to... uh, I mean, we, when we go through a book of the Bible here at church, we go through it for a little while and we know what's coming. So see if there's a portion of scripture that, that, that means something that, that they can relate to and speaks to them and then start memorizing that. And, and it will make the messages on Sunday come alive because we, we, oh, that's what that meant. I mean, I kept running up to Ross and, um, and Ben Arnold over and over again going, oh, is that what it, it was? Oh, okay. Here's what I was thinking it was. And, and it was super helpful to help me keep that in my head and my heart. I, I think Corrine um, had a thought there that we can kind of use to uh, wrap up um, this conversation. I think um, finding something, all of scripture is valuable, but if you want to begin memorizing something, find something you already value, mm-hmm. that God's used in your life, that you're already connected to, that there's some sense of passion within you about and start there because yes. now your heart and mind and memory are going to be connected on mm-hmm. something that's very um, meaningful. And for those of you who want to jump into the world of memorizing a book, I'll give you kind of a an idea that I've done with other people, just kind of a challenge over the years. I call them the postcards. Uh, jump into the New Testament and find a book like Second uh, John, Third John, Jude, uh, Philemon that are all postcard length books and you will get the confidence of being able to say, I memorized a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my final thought when it comes to memorizing God's word is we never know what's going to happen. And the more of God's word we have in our hearts, the more we know we will have it forever. Uh, mm-hmm. So between us, we can recreate five books of the Bible um, and we invite you to get more of that into your brain so that we always have God's word. Um, thanks for listening to this episode, Kareen Janice. Thank you for um, all that you've done for our church and putting God's word in your heart. Um, we look forward to seeing you the next time on the North Hills Church Podcast. Thanks for listening.